What you are about to hear is a comedy program. It is not meant to be taken seriously. If you do, we still love you. But you are a moron. Enjoy. David Steves. Uh, but the person oh, who really sure. got me into comedy was uh, Boy George in Culture Club. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> it's because they had that song in the 80s. It went, it went a little something like this. It was, come, 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 become a comedian. Yes. Ah, there yes. You go. <laughs> I've only used that twice on stage, but it's worked both times. <laughs> and then somebody came up to me and was like, like I'll it. pay you $5 if you never say that on stage again. I was like, okay. <laughs> Joke's on him. That asshole hasn't been to an open mic since. So. Uh, well, that's all right. I'll, I, you know what, David? I'll, I'll give you 10. John Batch. I, I like that uh, where you draw the line. I think you're like, Damn it, they're not paying their performers. Right, I'm listen, out of here. I, you know, if, if, if a girl wants to do any sort of, of nasty, awful shit, have you know, bucket loads of, of cum dumped on her face, wants to, you know, eat ass, do whatever she wants to do, that's fine, and, and God bless her. But I'm going to pay her and make sure she gets paid uh, well for that as much <laughs> as I can. Evil. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Good vs. Evil, the bonus episode! <laughs> this is a comic discussion of the end times. As always, I'm the good side of things, David Steves. And I am the evil side, John Batch. And ladies and gentlemen, I am incredibly proud to bring to you today a Ann Arbor comic who has just busted onto the scene, has been doing comedy for about three years, and is absolutely hilarious. Ladies and gentlemen, Ella Horwitto! Hello! Hey, Ella, how's it going? Hey there! Good, how are y'all? Doing good! Good, doing good. Uh, first of all, again, thank you so much for, for coming on. We're, we're glad, to, glad to have you here. Uh, it's been 
been a weird time for for all of us. I, I know, you know, un unfortunately, you weren't able to, to make it to the roast battle, but uh, definitely glad to, to have you here now. You know, maybe we can uh, we can have our, our roast at the end of the episode. I don't know. But uh, oh, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but oh, uh, man. <laughs> no, again, definitely glad to have you here tonight. I, again, it's it's been a weird time for for everybody. Um, how how have things been for for you? What have you been uh, up to uh, during during the quarantine? Are you are you getting back out now a little bit or? Um, yeah, a little bit. I'm mostly doing outdoor shows just because I live with my parents and I don't want to kill them on accident. Only want to kill them on purpose. Um. <laughs> <laughs> not until not till you see that will. <laughs> like, like yeah, this show much, me the money. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so I've been doing some shows. I'm, I'm bummed because I had like a very fun lineup of shows this week and then next week and they all got canceled because oh. of my situation and then another situation. So that's kind of oh, sucky, no. but I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's getting cold, so I'm fine just eating soup and hibernating. <laughs> <laughs> right, I am. I now, am wondering. Oh, oh, I was just say, I, I mean, you make a a good point that I mean, it's a lot of outdoor shows now, and as as we get into, we're almost into November at this point. Like, I don't know how these these outdoor shows are going to keep going. I mean, if they if they go back indoors is that something you're you're interested in doing at, at this point or are you still waiting uh on that do you think yeah i feel like i'm waiting it out i mean yeah i don't know it's hard i did i think one out or one indoor show at uh supernatural brewing back in july okay and yeah. that was really fun and that was a good show but i just feel like shit's getting worse again so i'm like eh. and, <laughs> yeah, like, i don't know it's it's getting to that that time of year, uh, but that, that's all right. We're we're gonna we're gonna try and stay positive here. That's that's okay. And I'm sorry, <laughs> David. I didn't no, mean to interrupt you right. earlier. No, you're good. And so, without violating any HIPAA violations, is everything good in your neck of the woods? Oh yeah, I can't explain it hundred percent. No issue. Um, <laughs> we're not asking you to do that by law. I have to say that, right? By law. <laughs> by law. <laughs> I'll break no, a lot. No, um, no. I just want to. I, hey, I, I care about people. I'm a people person. And I'm an HR person at heart. So I just want to make sure everything's all all gravy. Yeah. So it was like a exposure by proxy. So my brother came home for the weekend. We were like, I'm very paranoid about it. So I was like, wear a mask when you're here. Like we have a very small house. And we took him home on Sunday. And on Monday, we found out that his roommate had tested positive. So oh God. We didn't know if my brother had gotten it. But he had like very bad symptoms and his roommate has like a heart condition. So we were all scared for him sure. and then scared for us because we're like, you were home all weekend. You know, you were in the car with my dad. And <laughs> right. so he got tested. We all got tested. Everyone's negative. But so oh. it's all clear. Yeah. Hey, but that's awesome. I was mostly just pissed Ooh. off because I was like, really? I didn't want you coming home in the first place. And now everything's <laughs> gone to shit. But well, <laughs> now, now you have an excuse not to have him over uh, ever again. So. Yeah, I know. I'm like, so, have fun Thanksgiving by yourself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll mail you some mashed potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> it probably fit in an envelope. <laughs> uh, now, is this the brother that plays a semi-professional baseball? This is the one, yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. uh, a lot of you, a lot of our listeners may not know, but Ella did share with me because I live in Kalamazoo and he was, uh, I think we could say this, he was a pitcher for the Kalamazoo Growlers this year. Yeah, he was. He was supposed to play in the Cape League and then COVID, so he was back with the Growlers, but he had fun. I always like going to the games. That's it's a fun, awesome. That's fun great. Fun place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. Good. But he's um, in college now, getting infected. 
<laughs> I mean, isn't that what you go to college for in the first place? I don't yeah, know. I, yeah, STD, <laughs> pandemic, right. whatever. Whatever you, whatever you can muster Fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> the illness to say. That's right. Now, uh, Ella, you um, you have been doing comedy for a while. Now, are you? Did I see you uh, recently graduated or just or just going back? Or am I making that completely up? No, you're not. Both. Um, I graduated <laughs> in May from undergrad in the pandemic, and okay. then I started my grad program in June. So, both. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. So, uh, what? What if? If I can ask, I mean, what? What are you studying right now? What's your uh, grad program you in? Totally ask. Um, I'm getting my master's in certification in secondary education. So I'll be an English and Spanish high school teacher. Oh, nice. Wow. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. How's that so, going to work with comedy? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I have to change my name, but I like my real name. So I think I might just change my teaching name, but I don't know if that's legal or not. So oh. I don't know. I mean, I think. But I could... was dumb and changed my name. Like I just abbreviated my name to like Ella H. And then made that where all my YouTube videos and clips are. But I made it through my school account. So now everybody I'm affiliated with at school can see those clips. So I, <laughs> but we're figuring it out. That's, Adulting is hard. Right. Adulting right. is so hard. I mean, I, I think I think you'll be fine, Ella. I, I, I wouldn't think. It's not like you have you know a penchant for extremely risque material or anything. I think, you know. No, no, no. I'm uh, a clean comic. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Church no. events. Kids right. parties. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I will. I will say I, I appreciate that uh, about you, um, because you know, I, obviously, I, I tend to be a, a pretty dirty uh, myself, and um, you don't see a lot of dirtier and, and sometimes darker comics, at least in the Michigan scene. Period. Much less doing well, uh, you know, and, and, and doing good. Okay. I mean, I mean you, you see, you, I mean, obviously you see a lot of that at, at the open, li- open mic level, right? Where it's just, it's a bunch of hack yeah. shit and whatever, but, um, <laughs> but you don't, you don't see that number one, where, pe- where someone's doing good, dirty material and number two, doing it well and, and being successful with it. So I, I, that's really cool for me to say. And I, so you know, certainly congratulations on that. I know, you had you had a, a couple festivals lined up this year, is that right? Um, I did, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, obviously, you know, not to not to rub salt in that wound, you know, but how does that feel? <laughs> but I mean, you know, walk us walk us through that process of of um, you know applying to the festivals, getting accepted. How does that how did that process work for you? Um, yeah, so I the first festival I applied for ever in my life was Skankfest because I was like, it's free, it's whatever, that's super easy, you just send them a clip and that's it, maybe a bio. And I didn't have a good clip that was of substantial length and I was like, you know what, fuck it. So I submitted my 90 second clip that I sent to you guys actually, that was from yeah. one of the rumbles. Because yeah. yeah. my dad filmed it and he's a professional photographer so it's on a good camera and I was like, this is good enough, like people are laughing. And I submitted it, didn't think anything of it. And I opened for Luis de Gomez and Kurt Metzger, like, I don't know, a month later, didn't hear anything back, was talking with them. They're like, oh yeah, you know, we're releasing the lineup for Skankfest in like a week or so. So I was like, okay, I have a week to figure out if I got in or not. Nothing happened. So I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> that was like a yeah. long shot anyway. And then I think early January, I got an email that was like, congrats, you got in. And I was like, the fuck? So then I thought it was a prank because I'm like, the lineup's already been released. 
like this isn't real but it was it was real so that was super exciting and oh, that's that's awesome, made all my yeah. flight accommodations canceled yeah. it twice rescheduled <laughs> oh. but, so not only yeah. did you not get like a proper graduation you got bogarted out of like a really amazing comedy festival yeah i was so excited too but i mean it was i think because it was at the end of march and i was like that could have probably worked because the end of march in texas was arguably much better than now texas agreed but i didn't want to risk it but, and i'm glad they didn't risk it but i think their official statement was like this is the chinese virus is scarier than isis or something these are not public health professionals that's well i mean that definitely sounds like the legion of skanks guys that's uh, yeah that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i mean it's, I it's not concerned. it's not far off right. from what we hear from other people yeah no <laughs> just comedy yeah, right <laughs> yeah that's meant to be thing. comedy yeah <laughs> they right. postponed and then they postponed again it was supposed to be the 25th through the 27th of september they postponed it now it's back in the end of march so fingers crossed <laughs> oh no. and what was oh. the other one that you got into that you uh yeah altercation in uh, austin and that was gonna be at the end of september and then Skankfest rescheduled for that same weekend. So then they rescheduled till Halloween weekend and then they re-rescheduled because of COVID. So oh, it was a lot of a lot of dates. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, it's like a save the date for a wedding that may or may never yeah. happen. I was like, my cousin has done the same thing. I got three save the dates for <laughs> wedding i'm like just pick a date yeah it saved a month at that point yes. well you can you can but do yeah. that that's uh <laughs> yeah J john's oh, supposed to, to get married to keep that in mind yeah that's <laughs> yeah i thought your proposal that was so cute yeah it was great uh <laughs> no she's we're very happy together uh she's happy uh and that's that's the important thing <laughs> John, no, John. Uh, oh. no, no, I, yeah, of course. I, no, we just, we it's just, only because his podcast partner's divorced and I put all these bad thoughts in his head. <laughs> oh, well, I'm single. Maybe that'll balance everything out. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so, so, uh, you know, again, obviously having been, uh, you know, fairly successful and getting at these festivals and such now. Um, how how long have you been uh, been doing comedy at this point? Uh, it will be three years on November second, day of nice. election day. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of so, jokes, you got into it right. while in college. Yeah, I got into it when I was nineteen, I think, my sophomore year, college. Wow. Coming out of a pretty depressive freshman year, and I was like, <laughs> I can do anything, and then tried a bunch of stuff that I couldn't do. <laughs> damn you world <laughs> not pretty much i mean my ex I, the guy i was dating my freshman year was like talking he went to school in chicago and he auditioned for an improv group and got in like right away without having any experience or being that funny in my opinion and i was like you know what if he can do it i can do it like i'm way funnier than he is so i auditioned for like three improv groups, a couple acapella groups, I used to sing in high school, didn't get into any of them. And I was like, shit. <laughs> and stand-up didn't require an audition. So I was like, all right, I'll do that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> they will <laughs> love me. Yeah, <laughs> No, but the audiences do. Like, they don't see your, like, so 
I don't see your type of comedy coming. And it's so refreshing. It's so great. It's so oh, fun to see. Like, I <laughs> love it. So where does that gritty edge come from? I don't know. I mean, I guess my mom is, she likes to think she's a very put together person, but she's like extremely vulgar. My dad is very openly vulgar. So I guess I probably <laughs> just internalized it from both of them. And then they've luckily been very supportive, which is good. I mean, it would be extremely hypocritical if they weren't, but uh, it's, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I mean, it's the type of humor that I find funny. So I'm like, if I think it's funny, I'm sure other people probably think it's funny and so far so good, but get a lot of backlash too. So, I mean, I don't know, comedy. What kind of backlash, I mean, what kind of backlash do you receive? Because like, I, I know the scene is kind of unfair, especially, you know, to, to women comics. And yeah. so what are some of the things that, that you have witnessed or that you've gone through that are just different from, from other people's point of view? Yeah, I would say, I would say the majority of the backlash I get is usually from audience members. Like I mostly like a lot of fucking middle-aged conservative white women. Like, <laughs> you're a terrible role model. And I'm like, well, uh. you're drinking on a Tuesday. Like where the fuck are your kids? <laughs> like, no one to be accounted for. But, but yeah, I don't know. And then like early on when I was doing mics and I wasn't super well-known in the scene, like people be like, oh, like, are you so-and-so's girlfriend? Or, oh, are you an audience member? And I'm like, no, I'm trying this pure thing out. So, I mean, subtle stuff, but definitely stuff that I don't think would be the other way around necessarily but for the most part i think it's a very welcoming welcoming scene i mean i don't know good. it's been good i mean no i <laughs> i know a lot of friends have like bad horror stories but so far no one's tried to touch me so that's <laughs> <laughs> that's i mean that's a positive we'll take that <laughs> um no, it's, I, I, yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, I, I can understand that, that too, especially, you know, doing that, that dirtier, darker side of things. Uh, again, I, I, I you know, I, I've had some of that myself where people just, they will call you all sorts of things, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. so, so it's, it's interesting to, to see some of that. And I, I, I guess, I mean, like, I know how I handle it. Uh, and, and basically I just, I don't, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Say what you want about me. Yeah. I, I don't care. I know these are jokes. If you don't fuck you, not my problem, but I mean, is that, is yeah. that similar to, to how you handle it? Or I mean, what? I would say generally, um, I think the ones that get me the most, like there are times when I'll go into a show and I'm like, this is going to go poorly just based off of me assessing the audience. So I'm like that <laughs> right. going into that. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like it's inevitable. Right. But there are times like if I'll do a college show, usually those are fun because I'm like, these are my people. Like we're younger, typically more liberal. Sure. And if it doesn't go well, I'll be like, what, what the hell? Like <laughs> that was my environment and I didn't do well. And then that'll eat me up. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, for the most part, I can let it go. It's when people like attack my character or my personality instead of my jokes where I'm like, Oh no, that's nasty. Like, don't, right. you can, you can talk shit about what I say, but don't talk shit about who I am. Like, those are two different things I think, but <laughs> I'm also relatively insecure. So <laughs> no, I think that's, I, I, I think that's a really great point that you bring up because on stage we're performers. Yeah. We're not, we're not who we are during the day. And I think a lot of people can't separate the two, the, yeah. you know, the person and the performer. Yeah. And so like, we can do it because we do it every day. Like, you know, I, I say things on stage that I don't say in front of my kids. And there's yeah. some things I do say in front of my kids and that's <laughs> fine because uh, my ex-wife doesn't watch the podcast. So it's, it's good. Um, <laughs> but how, how do you temper those? Like, so are there certain rooms that you do 
that you want to go to and do really well in? Are there certain rooms that you're going to avoid at all costs? What does that look like now that you've been in the scene for, for three years? Yeah, I feel like I'm generally very comfortable in college towns. I mean, I'm from Ann Arbor. I've done a lot of shows in Ann Arbor. Those typically go well. Um, same with Lansing. I really like Lansing. I like Kalamazoo. I like the slightly bigger, more, I don't know, not metropolis, but I guess college towns. Um, sure. But I don't know, like, there are some shows I'll do and they're paid. So I'm like, this is great, but they're in like, but fuck nowhere. And I always <laughs> am so stressed out and on edge. And those are always a toss up. Like sometimes the crowd is like, I don't like what you says about women, right? But damn, I liked all that, whatever. Like, cause I'm <laughs> relatively trashy. So they can agree to like that component. But yeah, I don't know. Sometimes they put a twist on it. They might not like, but other times, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard going in and being like, I have no idea. Especially if like everyone else before me has done poorly and they have similar type of humor, then I'm like, shit, but it's a toss up. Yeah. 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 That's, those are, those are sometimes my, my favorite rooms. Uh, I mean, I'll kind of take a, a different tack, uh, I guess, I'll, you know, where <clears throat> if someone's going off, uh, gone up behind me or in front of me rather, and, and just completely ate shit, you know, maybe even a couple people yeah. just completely bombed eat shit. That's always one of my most favorite uh, experiences. Cause then at that point it's a challenge, right? Like, uh, you know, uh, can I bring the room back? Can I, can I reignite, yeah. you know, what, what we've missed? So, I mean, I mean, talk to me about some of those experiences as well. I mean, have you had, I'm, I'm sure you have, uh, you know, certainly uh, maybe a situation where uh, someone again has, has bombed ahead of you um, and you've been able to bring the, the audience back or even like a heckler situation where you've been able to bring the audience back. I mean, unless it was us, <laughs> right, we ask right. you kindly to not <laughs> well, discuss that. That's, I mean, that, that's, and- that's David, <laughs> David talking. I mean, David knows I don't. So I was like, so. Saul's in Battle Creek, right? <laughs> and, I ate shit. and then David ate shit, and then I went up and killed. That's the only one I can think of. <laughs> so you did go up and kill in Battle Creek. I love that. That is true. <laughs> yeah, but neither of you ate shit that night. One got proposed. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's fair. So, so in other words, so no, way. I was saying, that's still up to the air. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hard to say. Uh, yeah, I've had a couple of those and I feel like the most satisfying ones are when the person who goes before me generally not like the best person and then they'll say something cocky like oh what a shitty crowd or like oh like I warmed him up for you or oh good luck and I'm usually the only woman on the lineup and then I'll do well and then that's just like yes this is why we have the right to vote like (laughs) (laughs) like that's gratifying but generally I feel like yeah, I, don't know. I mean, it's testament like, oh, okay, cool. I got their side. I don't know. I don't know if I like being on a show of all crushers or being the only one to do well on a show. That's a good question. I feel like probably all crushers. But what do y'all think? I, I mean, it, it depends on, the, again, it depends on the scenario, right? But I, I think either way is fun. I think there's more, there's more pressure when you're on, when you're on a show of all crushers, right? Because there's that pressure mm-hmm. of everybody's kicking ass. If I go up here and lose it, I, then I'm the asshole, right? Uh, yeah. Elevate your game. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. But so there's more pressure there and definitely makes you elevate your game. Whereas if everybody's having a rough night, then I can go up there and be a little bit more loose and have more fun with it. Because if, if I bomb, I mean, fuck it, I'm not the only one, but I can at least give it my yeah. all to bring everybody bring everybody back. I don't know. What do you think, David? Man, that, it's a really great <laughs> question. I'm, 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 I am glad we ask it. Um, I, I prefer when everybody's having a good set. 
Um, yeah. Oh, I, I of think course it you do. Me, you fucking people pleaser. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> 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 like, no, of course but, you do. So, no, but I, I, so, and this may be the dad in me. It may be because I'm, I'm much older, but I, I do like to see the progression of comics. Like, I, I remember seeing Ella, um, golly, I, I saw you. Yeah, I would use golly too. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I? You will occur. No, but oh, I mean, I, I saw you, and you weren't really early on in your career. You were about a year in. So, because you, you've been doing comedy longer than John and I have. And oh, yeah. so, Oh yeah, oh, just about, I hit yeah. my three year. I hit my three year in um, February. Oh wow, nice. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'll be two years at the end of this month. So yeah, so we're all. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. So. Nice. But. I know. Yeah, no, <laughs> I I love I love when everyone is just hitting on all cylinders. I don't know. I I just feel like as, for for somebody who who you know, hosts and likes to run shows. I like to see everybody do really well. I like to see the progression of that comic. Um, and I love to be a part of that. Um, I have been on the other side where everyone has kind of struggled and I brought the room back and that's exhilarating too, but yeah. I prefer everybody doing well because I like at the end where we all get together as comics and we're sitting there and we're like, oh my gosh, this was awesome. And that was awesome. like, there's just more, there's more positive energy towards it. Yeah. I, I dig that positive energy. Yeah. There was a show I did in Grand Rapids, which was like a two hour drive for me. And I went with like all pretty much U of M comics and Jacob Barr. And they were, they were like five of us crammed in this tiny fucking Honda Fit. We drove all the way there. It was super late. We all ate so much shit. It was such a bad night. Like we all bombed. And it was like one of the most fun car rides home. Like we got Taco Bell at two in the morning. We got snacks at a gas station. And we were like, fuck this. This is stupid. We just lived the whole life. And that was, that was a different kind of camaraderie, but it was still very gratifying. That <laughs> is, those road trips, I mean, when they say comics are cutting their teeth, like those are the trips where you cut your teeth, where you drive two mm -hmm. hours, three hours, and just have to grind out a set and just like yeah. on the ride back, you guys are probably funnier. Like, and I think John said this on our recent trip to Bay city. Um, we should record yeah. everything that goes on in the car. Right. Yeah. Cause, cause yep. it's, that's all comedy gold, fun, isn't it? It's way more fun. I totally agree. I've said that so many times. I'm like, I'm not a podcast person, but except for now, I love this. Um, <laughs> like yeah. I want to have we, my own. We will but send the I check did, in the mail. <laughs> it's the mashed potatoes. Uh, <laughs> no, but if I did have a podcast, it would just be like road trip with comedians. Because I mean, I guess that's right. what comedians in the car are getting coffee. Whatever. It's been done. Oh, that's different. No, no, this hasn't been done. Ella, you're on. That's like getting coffee with comedians. Like this is grittier. This is better. This is road tripping. This is comedians with comics. in a city car getting driving drunk. drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who would blow the lesser bac like drawing straws like uh who's gonna get the dui actually i didn't realize how many comics had duis until i started comedy and then like all these comics had these had these jokes about getting duis i was like this is unrelatable material yeah no i found it out when i'd be like doing a show in ohio and people like oh i can't drive can you and i'm like why can't you drive <laughs> <laughs> One way or another. Right. <laughs> you find That's, out a lot about comics. Like it's true. Yeah. yeah. You're like, hey, can you come pick me up? Why can't you be there? Well, <laughs> you're driving through a school zone. 
Why is that an issue? Can <laughs> right. we take oh, the man. long way around? Oh, this, is, this isn't good. It's David, I, thousand feet away. I told you not to bring that up, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. We've all got skeletons in our right. closet. <laughs> oh, that, is, that, that is true. Oh, my God. Uh, so, <laughs> thanks, David. Uh, so, uh, Ella, uh, you know, well, I, I, one thing I, I, that I find interesting, and, and um, I, I think we've all got them, and mine, mine changes a bit, but what, uh, what kind of pre-show rituals do you have? Like before you go on, do you take a quick, sh- a quick shot? Do you, you know, what do you, what do you? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, do I take a quick shit? Which I, <laughs> I that, that too. <laughs> <laughs> I take several quick shits because I'm a nervous performer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I usually like to go over my notes. I don't drink, so I don't take any shots. I usually just drink too much water and then need to pee and then get stressed out that I'm going to miss my time. And it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Anxiety, yeah. No, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess it depends on the show. Like uh, the show I did in July was doing, I think, a 20 minute set, 15 or 20 minute. And I hadn't done any of that material in like four months. So I was like panicking, listening to old material. Don't normally do that. But yeah, the circumstances. Sure. We're requiring that I do that because it was going to be a, a bad thing. <laughs> Otherwise, but yeah. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I I I refuse to take a shit before I go on stage. Frankly, I really I do because I wait till it's on stage. <laughs> right, that's fair. Drop, drop. Like, uh, yeah. Some Just GG. Shooting your dominance, I like it. <laughs> Some GG out type was stuff. Here. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm, I'm always afraid, like you said, to I'm gonna miss my call time. Like it's, you know, it's same thing. It's, I, I can't do a lot. Usually, I'm I'll, afraid I'm gonna shit myself on stage. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't get Gotta that, get like. That out. I, I always get that like I was I've had that before or I mean, not like I've had that feeling before I haven't actually done that before but uh, <laughs> but, but that that uh, stage rush man that stage energy it kind of just it takes over and I don't know I've, I've never had an issue with it but uh, but <laughs> I, I can I can understand that um, <laughs> no we are uh, we're on kind of a in a different time obviously I don't want to harp on that point too much um, but but has that in what we're doing now and, and, and not having as many rooms to go work out new material and that sort of thing, has that mm-hmm. changed your writing process at all? Uh, has that, um, you know, are, are, do you work things out more on stage now? Do you still, do you, do you write a lot ahead of time? How does that, that work for you right now? I am very bad at writing. I do it very infrequently. <laughs> I mean, I'm friends with Ellie Snyder and she like writes constantly and is like diligent and like so meticulous. And I'm like, how the hell does she do that? I commend her so much. I don't do that. I'll like think of random shit at the middle of the night and be like, oh, that's funny. And then write it in my phone and then try it out. And if it doesn't work and I'm like, cool, I'm never going to say that again. So it's very, it's not a good process. I don't recommend it. It's not sustainable. <laughs> it will lead to broken dreams and yeah. living with your parents yeah, <laughs> getting a master's degree in something that'll pay you maybe five figures uh yeah I, I guess it hasn't changed in the pandemic then just because i was not a good writer before and i'm still not a good writer i guess i was more diligent when i was performing because i was like get inspired when i do shows and i like want to write yes. more have more ideas but now it's been like pretty dull 
and everything's mundane, so nothing is new or exciting. But yeah, I don't know. I what do you guys do? Because I'm shit at reading. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not coming to the right people for inspiration. Uh, no. Yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm I'm with you, Ella. Ella, I, I'm with you. I'm when I have shows on the horizon, it feels like my creativity starts to spike. And I'm like, yeah. ooh, what about this? And ooh, what about that? And like, I have a show this week. And so today my daughter was here. And um, so my youngest daughter, Emmy, bought this Santa cam. I got to show it to you. But it's, yeah, it's still here. <laughs> she bought this Santa. No, she bought this Santa cam. Um, I know, it's creepy. She bought it last year at like an it's old like people. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's, it's an ornament with like a little camera in it. Don't- and so she was... Don't put that in your own room, David. That's uh, nobody. <laughs> nobody wants. Okay. <laughs> okay. But no, so she was sitting here today and she was explaining this to her friend Quinn, who lives right next door. And she was like, no, it's a Santa cam. Santa's watching us. And that's why we got to behave. And I was like, yeah. And so Quinn is like, well, does it work? Is it real? And then my daughter goes, well, it better be real. I'll be pissed. I spent 10 bucks on that. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you. You can't say the word piss, but inside I'm like, oh my god, that is. A- I text That's like, gold, yeah. I don't text a lot to my ex-wife. I texted that to my ex-wife tonight. I was like, you would not believe what your daughter just said, and she just replied back, ha 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 ha. And I was like, yes. Yeah. So like that is, it was hilarious. But like, I don't think I would have found the comedic, you know, gesture in that if I didn't have a show coming up. So I'm with you, yeah. Ella. Like. It's it's hard not having so many shows coming up. Yeah. That's what sparks your creativity. I'm I'm, I'm with you on that one. Team yeah. Ella on yeah, that. Yeah, see, <laughs> I, I I disagree. Like for me, it's my I have the opposite problem, which is I can I have trouble ever turning it off, right? Like mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. you know, so I've got what a list of at work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. Uh yeah, but let's... No, I mean I'll take I'll take genius. I'll take genius. I, I appreciate that. Uh, I mean, Van Gogh cut off his ear, so we're just waiting for John to dismember himself. <laughs> step one. Uh, step one. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> that's fair. Mm-hmm. I'll add that to my list of premises. Okay. Um, <laughs> Great. Now I gave John Here a banger. Awesome. <laughs> I know, right? Here he goes again. Consistently just his pen is looking. But no, I've got like probably, you know, 40 or 50 premises in my in my phone just off hand that I just haven't sat down to develop yet yeah. I, ju- I just I, that's and that's my problem is that I I see it in the moment and I'll write down a, a quick note or whatever and then I'll go back you know an hour or two later and go what the fuck is this you know yeah um, I had but... done that <laughs> right. yes um the scribbles and you're like ah what is that dude <laughs> I'll tell you what, and 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 God bless Demi, my my fiance. Like she does not get sleep, and I've I've told you this about about this before, David. I think because I will have like I'll I'll wake up at like two o'clock in the morning and go, oh my God, I've got this premise, and I, I need to sketch it out real quick, right? Uh, and so it, immediately like okay, it's, yeah, it's two o'clock in the morning, but I know if I don't do this now, I'm gonna fucking lose it. So I I, I get up, mm-hmm. and I I go to my office, and I I I you know I sketch it out, and and you know try to get three to five minutes out of it, you know, at, at, at least. Mm-hmm. But by the time I go back to bed, then at like four or five, you know, she's, she's wide awake at that point. Cause I've, you know, I've woken her up and it's so God bless her for, you know, doing that because <laughs> she on, still wants God, to marry you. Right. I mean, honest to God, if, if, if I was in her shoes, I would have left a long time ago, but that's, 
Yeah, same. <laughs> I like my sweet. That's, that's oh, yeah. My <laughs> that's fair. Good for you though. That's very diligent. I it's, I would be like no. <laughs> no, it's 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 insanity is what it is. But but I enjoy it. So no, that, you're that, meticulous. You're meticulous. I, I will give you that, John. You're very meticulous. You drive you drive it to the bone. But you're also not 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 that this is a bad thing. But you're the only one between the three of us that's doing this full time. That's that's true. That's that's fair. That's I I also have no no other nothing else on my schedule to do right. But <laughs> hey, you're doing this full time. You're doing a bang up job of it though. Absolutely. Well, I, I during a pandemic, I, who quits their job during a pandemic to follow <laughs> comedy? That's freaking. <laughs> I never said I was a smart man, David. <laughs> All I said was that I was dedicated. <laughs> like I'm gonna do an Iron Man with no legs. Like okay. <laughs> oh, this is uh, this is going well. Um, <laughs> this is so, yeah. Ella. I gotta ask you. You're you're living at home with your parents. I am. And I know that's fr- I know that's hard because when I when I graduated from college, I also lived at home with my parents. But my dad was a JERK and charged me rent. Um, are your parents doing that too? Or are they a little bit more? So I lived with them for the the last two years of undergrad when I was living in the States. Um, So we're used to each other. Um, They know who I am. (laughs) Hey, it's me. (laughs) Morning, bitches. No. Um, (laughs) My latte done yet? Yeah. No. Uh, (laughs) So we had a good system going and my sister was living in Washington and California so she was out of the house and my brother was at school but my sisters moved back home and I'm home and they're like yeah we get it you're in grad school you can be here you don't have a job right now but my dad is also unemployed because he's a photographer and everything that he's going to shoot has been canceled so they're kind of like okay bitches time to pay up so we've talked about rent um, but I'm like (laughs) it's a pandemic I get it I'm I'm mooching so I'll pay for stuff. I'll pay for groceries and stuff and utilities sometimes. Oh, that's good. They always propose stuff and then don't follow through. So I paid rent <laughs> last month and that was probably for the year. <laughs> but that's all right. Yeah. You know, we will make sure they don't listen to this podcast then. That's uh sure they will. No, it was funny because okay. so when I graduated from college, I was I was actually uh, so I w- I got to the so I graduated from college with the ROTC, um, and so I was going into the army, but I wasn't going until like January, and so I was able to get on the ROT uh, the um, onto active duty earlier by being a gold bar recruiter at a local college, and unfortunately, my dad was also in the army, so he knew how much um, basic allowance for housing that I got, and he charged me the exact amount. <laughs> <laughs> that the army was paying me and i'm like this is crap like he's charging me yeah. 800 bucks and so i'm thinking back in the back of my head like september october november december that's four months of like almost 800 dollars in rent oh yeah and, that's crazy yeah and i was like oh you know my parents are cool they're gonna save that up and they're gonna give it to me as like a bonus or something nope Fucking they spent spent it. They were like- <laughs> going to olive garden <laughs> Yeah, That's, no. Trip to Olive Garden. I maybe paid three hundred dollars. I mean, they're practical people. I, where our house is small, and there are a few expenses, but 
Yeah, no, if it was $800, I would just camp in the backyard. That's, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> like, I said, I'm pitching a tent. I'm going in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starting my independence. <laughs> oh my god yeah my parents paid made me pay a, a fucking cleaning fee that's what i paid <laughs> i think have i told the story on the podcast before david about the... that makes sense i don't think so a cleaning <laughs> fee because you're a clean a cleaning like i feel like your mom still cleaned out no no i feel like i feel like i i've told this on the podcast before so i'll, I'll just give the cliff notes real quick but <laughs> um, I, I moved. I moved back in with my parents uh, in, in my right, you know, right after college, and um, I was drinking a lot of that time, uh, probably more than I should have been. <laughs> and I was living cool. in, in their basement. So, so my my dad has, you know, he has the dad chair, right, where it's you know nobody sits in that chair, nobody, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> so he would uh, get home at night from work, go sit in his chair to watch TV, and he'd sit it. Oh my God! You know this chair kind of stinks. What could be? What's what's going on? And then, and this went on for like a week or two, and they, they realized a week later somebody was pissing in that chair, and they thought it was the cat. Uh, oh, so they set <laughs> they they set they set up uh, a, uh, a camera, and uh, turns out it was not Santa the cat. Cam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got cold that year. Uh, <laughs> but apparently, yeah, apparently I was just, just getting oh. drunk and, and uh, not sure where the bathroom was and, and pissing in my dad's you know, lazy You've boy. You've lived recliner. in the house your whole life. How are you not sure where the bathroom was? I was pissed drunk, literally. Oh, it's just, I couldn't. You know. uh, but the good, the good news is they were able to, uh, they, they ended up throwing that chair outside, left it outside over winter. And I guess all the snow soaked out all the urine <laughs> and so they've it, it it's fine now they've got that chair to this day i don't know why they didn't just get rid of it but they're also Ew. very dutch mm. and very cheap so Ew. Ew. um but Ella, yeah, does so, your dad have a chair no yeah i'm sorry i feel like i mean <laughs> derailed this entire thing <laughs> no my dad has a chair and it was like it was so upsetting because whenever you sat in the chair and he'd walk out to the room he'd go he'd point at you like and he had to leave the chair, but he's like such a softy with um, the ladies. And so his oldest granddaughter is, oh gosh, she's not 24, but my two daughters are like, we bookend all the boys in the family. And so they get super ticked when my kids are like on his chair and he will not kick them out. He will not do it. He'll be like, you, you beautiful ladies, relax, have fun. I'm like, who the who is this guy? Where's the, you know, get him out of there. I was like, what? A, so is your dad a softie like that? Like, what were your parents like growing up? Uh, my dad was definitely like the, the good cop. Um, <laughs> my mom was definitely bad cop. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like my dad did pretty much like he would, cause my parents, they're still together but they were like single parenting when we were growing up because they didn't have money for a nanny so my mom would work like seven to three and then my dad would work three to ten because he was working for a newspaper yeah. so they were each doing like long shifts so my dad was on like the morning duty so he'd like do our hair make our lunches like all that cute stuff and then my mom would have us at night and then that worked pretty well and then we got older and they worked simultaneously and then 
we got bitchier, they got bitchier, <laughs> and we are still at that phase. It gets worse. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, David. It is, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all bigger bodies in a small house, so it's contentious. <laughs> and we got a dog, so it's been a good. <laughs> That's right. You did get so that dog. Did so did they get a dog, or did you get a dog? There's That's a difference. What we don't know still. Because I've wanted a dog since I was in third grade, and I would write letters every day. And finally, this pandemic like took it out of my mom, and I exploited her when she was at her weakest point, and was like, <laughs> "You know what will love you unconditionally? A dog." And so it worked. Oh, no. And I was like, "I'll take it when I move. Like it'll be mine." But now they like him, so like, no, we want him. So <gasps> we don't know. Oh no! There's uh -oh. another battle coming. Yeah, oh yeah i like how you're like you know what we'll love you unconditionally not dad but this dog yeah, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm taking he's, he's, he's sweet but he's a little bit of an asshole right now because he's teething but oh yeah. but so he is a puppy but he's beautiful he's got like the br brown color right mm -hmm. yeah he's got little little eyebrows he's like chocolate he's like a reese's cup he's like chocolate <laughs> that's nice. the so cute. cutest way to describe a dog <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah, we're gonna have, we're gonna have to cute. change subjects uh here soon i can't handle all this cute bullshit um no don't have time for this hey john what? the dog likes it doggy style i don't know <laughs> let's bring you back <laughs> in <this>. all right <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. I, I appreciate the the hack material. That's uh, um, <laughs> what kind what kind of dog is that? Because I'm looking at it now. Um, he is. We don't know. He's <laughs> the mom they had. She was a Catahoula leopard dog mix, and they think there's some lab in there. But he is seemed like has always been double the size of all his other siblings. There were ten. He was wow. consistently double the size. So we think there's a different dad for him, but we don't know what it is. We have a DNA test on the kitchen table. Have not used it yet, but we keep uh, speculating. He's supposed to be like a hundred pounds, so we don't know what's going on. But. I mean, that's that's the same with me. I'm I'm pretty sure that I, my mother did. No, I'm not supposed to talk about that. All right. So. Oh, <laughs> well, they, they don't listen to the podcast. It's fine. It's. <laughs> I'm like 99% sure that I'm my uncle's child. <laughs> because mm. well. Because that's the grossest thing I've heard tonight. Yeah, we've said I'm a lot excited. of gross stuff. <laughs> well, look, look, here's the thing: like my both my my brother and my father, my father are <laughs> are balding, right? They're both taller and they're both balding. I am on the shorter side. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm about uh, five eight, and I'm not balding. So, and and Could you same, take my, after your mom. Maybe I don't. I'm just saying. I know my uncle is also not bald, and he's on the shorter side. So I, I feel like there's there's a possibility that that you know, mom had an affair back in the day. But I, I can't prove it. And and I told Demi that is I wasn't it, gonna bring that up, but it's too late now. So is it is dad's brother at least? My not dad's brother. <laughs> right. Yeah. My dad's, <laughs> well, I mean that, that would that, that would explain some things, but. Uh, <laughs> That's fantastic. Hmm. This, this is so bad. glad your parents don't listen to this. This is, <laughs> this is so bad. This is always my, <sighs> and uh, I'm so glad you're getting uh, the chance to witness this because this is always my favorite part of the evening where where the conversation will get just slightly derailed enough where, where David says, you know, fuck this. I'm out. I can't be. <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
<laughs> oh no. Uh, it's, I can't oh, be a. Oh my goodness. Oh, gracious. <laughs> oh, it's it's fantastic. It's one of my favorite parts of the of <laughs> of recording. <laughs> no, but the jeans the jeans work in different ways. Like my my like my brother's my brother's oldest son looks just like me, and I Ooh. feel horrible for him. But like it's <laughs> it's just, he's like a skinnier hair more hair version of me but he can't grow a beard but it's weird because my brother has a full set of hair and i'm balding which is fine but my brother can't grow a beard and i can so it's like yeah. it's a give and take there's you, you get a little bit of a little bit of it yeah you're like a little heinz 57 it's good yeah absolutely yeah my sister looks like my mom i look like my obese grandpa like it all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> David, I think we have. <laughs> Do we have time for one more question? One, one or two more. We got about ten minutes left, my friends. So okay. Um, I've uh, only got one more left in me. So well, I'll, I'll, I'll let I'll let you run it real quick, and then if we have time for one more, I'll, I'll run mine at the end. Very cool. So Ella, uh, we always talk about like our our comedic. Um, the, the people that we we grab our comedic voice from or we grab like a, who are the big comedians that really inspired you or that you drew that energy from um I don't know I feel like this is very cliche but when I was in high school I feel like Amy Schumer was kind of getting big on Netflix and my friends were like oh you remind me just like her uh, and I was like oh that's cool she's famous <laughs> so I kind of took that in but since I became slightly more focused in comedy and I feel like I knew more female comedians besides Amy Schumer I <laughs> really really look up to best selling I think she's a phenomenal writer yes. and yes. like very naturally funny and like everything she does is extremely intentional but like delivered so well every time um I love Eric Andre but I can't match his energy but he, <laughs> he's one of my faves um I would love to be like that. I just don't think I have it in me to be like that. But I think he is super engaging and very funny. I saw him at the Fillmore in September, and it was like one of the craziest shows I've ever seen. It was super fun. Um, and I oh love Sarah yeah. Silverman. Obviously, she's very funny. Um, yes. So many good people out there. Oh, so many, <laughs> yeah. so many phenomenal ones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you consider yourself more of a, a low energy comic? I mean, I, I, of course, I uh, Eric Andre is not even a high energy comic. He's just on it's cocaine. True. But yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, do, I mean, do you I consider yourself know. more more low energy or more uh, medium energy? Or I mean, how, how would you define that for yourself? Yeah, that's a really good question. I feel like there are some, like I always associate one liner comedians with low energy, and I don't know why. I guess just because that's the nature of the beast. Um, sure. I feel like probably medium energy. I feel like I have a lot of energy when I'm performing and like keeping my face engaged, but I don't think someone would see me and be like, holy shit. Like that was like, there are some guys I'll see who will like fucking scream into the microphone or like fuck the stool or whatever. And I'm not at that level, but <laughs> I do try and make it slightly engaging. <laughs> just, but, just for all of us saying here, we're, we're glad nobody's humping the stool. Not right, one of us that I've seen has humped right, the stool. That is... We're doing something right. That, Although one of my favorite bits is Chelsea Peretti when she takes it passively from the stool. That's like my favorite thing I've ever seen. Reverse. Yeah, well, that's it was genius. Clever. Yeah. I was that's, like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> that's that fucking great because 
that's because it's such a hack uh, move, right? I mean, we've all seen yeah. these idiot male comedians do that, and then, um, but yeah, to, to reverse it like that—that's fucking genius. <laughs> yeah, that's that is genius. I, I love, love that. I love it. Yeah, it was. I was like, oh man, that was. <laughs> I'll let you go. Yeah, delicious. Delicioso. <laughs> I'm not Italian, but I'm just pretending. So I am, so we can get away. So, so we're good. Yeah. Oh, you are Italian. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah. Ah, I didn't know Horwitel was a an Italian name. No, no, Horwitel is German. And you is the Italian side. Okay. Ah, I love it. Gotcha. Yeah, well, access power, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think you're allowed to say that. No, historically speaking, that's historically true. speaking, <laughs> that's if you fine. don't get that, you're just not educated, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, all you got to do is marry a Japanese guy, you'll be fine. Um, yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> Let her work on it, John. I'm Jeez, sorry. she's at home with her parents. Come on. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> know who to look for on tinder that's fine uh i think we do have one time for one more uh, real quick uh, ellen and um it, here's something i i've would be be interested to know is uh you're someone who is who definitely talks uh, about more uh, risky material risque material I, I guess and uh mm-hmm. you know, is willing to take some of those uh, bigger risks on stage in order to get get a laugh and, and um to to you know fit your your personality on stage so my question mm-hmm. for you is what is the biggest risk you have taken on stage at this point? Um, and and uh, how did it go? Oh, that's a good question. Mm, great question. I know. Thank you. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so humble, too. I love it, John. <laughs> I feel like there, there was a joke I told when I, because I was abroad for a bit, the summer after my junior year and that's when I like really started to take stand-up seriously because I realized I really missed it when I was not in the states and couldn't do stand-up um and at that time there were like all these like laws and bills being passed or potentially passed about like repealing abortion rights and all this stuff and so I made an abortion joke yes that is hacky but I was (laughs) talking about how I had just gotten back into the states and I was in Europe for a bit and then I was saying like, oh, I should have gone to an abortion clinic while I was in Europe and be like, hey, can I get two to go? And it <laughs> did well because it was very relevant and like oh. the crowds were younger and like mostly women. And then there was a point where I would tell it and it just didn't do well anymore. And I think it's because it's less relevant. Now it's relevant again for the worst. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Excellent. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can't tell the joke, back on so. the table yeah. <laughs> as it were so, um, yeah <laughs> that was definitely uh, slightly riskier but i like it though that's that's good that's that's one of those jokes you don't want to be relevant again but hey it, it you know take the yeah. good with the bad i guess i don't know uh, <laughs> again but it, i mean you can make fun of anything as long as it's funny and that's I'm sorry, but that's funny. That's I thought it was. Yeah. That's oh, funny. That's Can I get crazy. two to go? I mean, yeah. it's just it's it's humorous. I, right. I really I like it. I and, like you're, and you're making this a solid <laughs> point. And that's yeah, and I, I will I will say that as well, uh, Ella, is that one of the things I, I really have enjoyed about watching some of your, your stand up is that not only are you absolutely fucking hysterical, uh, but but <laughs> you you use your your type of humor and your your comedy to 
uh, really kind of kind of make a you know a, 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 I don't say a, a feminist stance, but a, a feminist stance and a, a you know a stance that is not necessarily heard um, from let's face it you know ninety percent of, of comedians right, but you're you're um, you you have that ability to not only be funny but to make a point with it as well, and and that's exactly. that's very I guess that's my point is that's very rare. So I, I think that that's really cool that you're able to do that as well. Thank um, you. That's very sweet. I really keep rocking it. it. Keep rocking it, Ella. <laughs> that, hey, that let's run Ella's said, socials so people yep. know who, where to where to find her. Yeah, find me on Facebook. I probably won't accept your friend request. Um, and then <laughs> that's fair and safe. And, <laughs> on Instagram, it is. L underscore Whittle, and that is public. So do what you will. <laughs> and I think those are my only two. Excellent. Any shows uh, coming up, or anything you want to plug? I or? have. Yeah, I'm doing the backyard show in Ferndale at Johanna's house, Johanna and Connor's house. That I'm excited for. Excellent. And I think that's it. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> hey, that's that's right, COVID that's comedy right there. Yeah. If you got if you yeah. have something booked, you're good. You do it solid, right? <laughs> David, what are your socials, my friend? Yeah, I'm CGM, which is Chubby Guy Mafia Comedy. I'm on TikTok. Uh Ooh. to post cute oh. photos of me and my daughters. Yeah, I, I Ella, you missed it. Um, if you catch our previous episode, I talk all about how my buddy Ryan, who has over six thousand followers, I don't think I've had six thousand people see me do comedy. Yeah, and he's right. got over six thousand followers. So I'm like, I gotta crack into this scene somehow. <laughs> um yeah. so CGM comedy on the Instagram, Twitter machine, and now TikTok <laughs> to see some funny divorcee dad stuff and just still David Steves on Facebook. So that's cool. John, good, how about you? Good Christ, you are old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> still working the Facebook. The, the Instagram machine, did I hear that at one point? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm as old as Ella's parents. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you can find me at the John Batch on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can uh, find us here as well uh, at Good VS Evil on Facebook, at Good VS Evil Podcast on Instagram. You can contact us uh, at goodevilpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, as always, we love hearing from you. Um, thank you again, Ella. This has been an absolute uh, blast. Uh, pleasure having you on. Uh, definitely want to have you on again sometime soon. This is uh, good yes. fun. Um, this has yeah, been, I agree. <laughs> this has been Good versus Evil, a comic discussion of the end times. As always, I'm the good side of things, David Steves. And I am the evil side, John Batch. Enjoy the rest of your day.